A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's always great when New Zealanders do well at the Oscars. We all got a lift from Peter Jackson's clean sweep at the 2003 Academy Awards and also from more recent wins by scriptwriter Taika Waititi for Jojo Rabbit and editor John Gilbert for 2016's Hacksaw Ridge. With the world so set on tearing itself apart, it doesn't seem like such a bad thing to me to want to put a little bit of it back together. Private Doss, you are free to run into the hellfire of battle without a single weapon to protect yourself. New Zealand is almost unique in the movie world right now. There are actually movies being filmed here, our own and big overseas projects. Overseas, they're mostly in lockdown, and even if they manage to make some films, the cinemas are all closed. Now, this is particularly tough for any of our filmmakers who've started to launch their career internationally. People like Oscar-winning editor John Gilbert, who remains frustratingly on standby here at home at the very time his career should be taking off. Hi, John. How are you feeling? Hi, Simon. Well, I am feeling frustrated because I'm used to working. I've been uh, editing films for 30 years, more or less continuously. I I was on a film in London and uh, we reached the end of the first edit and we needed more footage. I was doing a spy film with Jessica Chastain, Penelope Cruz, Lupita Nyong'o. You know, it was an interesting film, but like most of these films, we then shoot pickups, additional scenes, change things, and uh, the lockdown happened. So well, that was the thing that a number of people I knew were saying, well, you know, the one group of people who are doing all right out of this are editors, because they can work at home. But you can't make bricks without straw, clearly. No, we'd got to the end of, of that process, and uh, there was a, a pickup shoot planned for May or June, uh, which was cancelled at the last moment, and uh, I got on a plane home just in time to spend two weeks in self-quarantine. I've been talking to various people about things that might happen, but uh, nothing actually really happening as yet. There's a famous line, I can't even remember who said it, but somebody says the director shoots the script and then the editor makes the movie afterwards, or shapes it in a way that makes it something different. Well, I always like to think that it's a collaboration and between the pair of you, you make something better than either of you would have made individually. When you launch yourself into a project, you have to trust the process and you don't know what's going to happen. It's a voyage of discovery. You try all sorts of things. You bounce ideas off off the director. The film evolves into something, hopefully gets better and better as, as you explore. But right now, currently, nobody's shooting. I mean, they're shooting here a bit. I mean, there are, I know that there are some quite big projects happening in New Zealand, aren't there? Well, Avatar is shooting here. Jane Campion's just finished shooting her film. Uh, I think Lord of the Rings TV series is in Auckland. I'm not sure if they're still shooting. And there are a lot of things starting to be talked about shooting from September, October on, I think, some New Zealand films. But we've still got a problem in that if we've got overseas cast, uh, you need to get approval to get them into the country. And I've been told by various people that that approval has not necessarily been granted. Uh, I think Avatar got a large number of people in, but they're a billion-dollar enterprise. I think if you're a smaller film, it's been more difficult. 
a lot of people have been saying, well, New Zealand is in a, in a unique position right now because we are reasonably COVID-free, you know. There's a lot of talk and there's money being earmarked for things, but I haven't seen any... I don't know how far down the track it is. People are talking about building studios in Christchurch and Hawke's Bay and, you know, that's not going to happen in a hurry. No. You don't knock up a studio and start work in three months' time and by the time these things are built, who knows, the world could be functioning back to normal. I hope we don't end up with a whole lot of studios and, and nothing to put in them. There is shooting happening. I did a film with Baltasar Kumikur, an Icelandic director, and they're shooting again, but they've come up with an ingenious sort of protocol where different parts of the crew get different colour codes. They wear different colour tags, and they're allowed to mix amongst themselves, but they've got to stay away. So the camera department will have a yellow tag, and the actors will have a blue tag and whatever, and they've been shooting again for quite a while. They're shooting again in Britain. They're starting to, I believe. The actors are standing uh, an unnaturally distance apart from each other. So it's definitely altering the nature of filmmaking. If you're making an intimate film, it's going to affect the nature of the film. It's just not going to play as well if, if you haven't got the freedom to mm. shoot things in a natural way. One group of people who it's quite good news for in some respects are makers of B-movies. There used to be a system basically in the old days where movies would come out and then some of them would just fall off the release schedule because they didn't quite make the sense. That's true. Make sense. And they would go, what they used to refer to as go straight to video. Then they became straight to DVD and now they're straight to Netflix. Well, those straight to Netflix movies, they're back and they're in a lot of cinemas at the moment. Well, I think uh, there are a lot of films like that that probably wouldn't have had much uh, access to the screens. Uh, Normally, all these other movies would have been filling the space, so they think if we can get into the cinemas, there's no competition, so we're getting out there. And uh, obviously, we've got a new model now with Netflix and the streaming. I think filmmakers want people to see their films in the theatre. It's such a different experience, such a, a big experience. And it's also tougher on the filmmakers. As an editor, you have to capture the audience In a cinema, you have time. You have maybe 20, 30 minutes. But if you haven't captured them in that amount of time on a TV set, people have gone. They've they've channel surfed off somewhere else. That's the thing. I have to say that my experience of watching something on a small screen at home, it feels longer than if you just go to a cinema. At a cinema, you don't have the fast-forward button. You're just there and you're you're watching the film. Yeah, but there's some inertia too. You've you've paid for a seat. You've got to get up and walk out and get in your car and go somewhere else. So you you tend to uh, give it a a lot more room to improve, whereas uh, at home there's so many other things. There's not just the other channels. There's the rest of your family doing things. (laughs) And uh, if, if your attention isn't on the screen, you'll be gone. The big news in the last couple of weeks was the fate of Mulan, which was um, Nikki Caro's comeback in some respects. It was a big deal Disney production. It was Mulan, which had a lot of interest in China. So there was every possibility this was going to do good business in world cinemas. And then suddenly the lockdown happens. Suddenly all these cinemas are closed and it's going to Disney Plus, which is a, a streaming service. Now, my question is this. Is that good for her or bad for her? Well, uh, the editor of that film, I was talking to him a couple of days ago. He's a friend of mine, and uh, I know he was very, very disappointed that the film wasn't going to be in the cinemas. It was supposed to be released back in March, and I actually saw Nikki as I was exiting London. She was on the same plane flying out back to L.A. She'd been to 
London for the launch, mm. and the launch had been cancelled, and she'd had, had dinner. She'd flown into London, had dinner with someone, and flown out again. So that was the start of the disappointment, and I know that Disney has been planning on having it in the cinema for a long time. They had uh, spots in the Super Bowl, I think. They've spent a lot of money on publicity for it, uh, especially in China, where it would have had a huge audience in, in the cinemas. Uh, so I'm surprised, even though it's going out on Disney+, Plus, I would have imagined it would still go out in cinemas in China, where they're going to the cinemas again, I think. My question is, do you make more money or less money by putting it on a streaming service where you don't have all the expenses? Well, Disney Plus, you get to keep, if it's twenty nine ninety nine on on Disney Plus, you mm. keep the full amount. You don't have theatre costs, because if you look at the gross, you're lucky to get 50% of that back to the producer. But right. uh, on Disney Plus, they're claiming 100% of that. I, th- I read somewhere that if 50% of their subscribers went for it, that was $900 million. That was in Variety or some reputable uh, industry publication. Mm. I was interested in the role of the editor these days, John. I mean, how soon do you get in on a project? At the stage when I'm talking to people about possibly being on a project, I'll get the script and I'll talk to them about the script. If I love the script, that's a big part of me getting on board. I'll give input at that point and stay connected through pre-production. Sometimes there's visual effects or the director wants to talk about how to shoot scenes. And then uh, I'll be there on location getting the footage each day as they shoot it. I'm guessing that um, once you've got digital effects in, which is in some cases 90% of what you see up on screen, you know, that must make a huge difference in how you shoot it. And I would have thought the editor would have been pretty crucial in doing that. Well, a movie like Hacksaw Ridge, out of maybe 3,000 shots, probably 1,200 of those were visual effects shots. Goodness gracious. That was a war film, basically. And that was basically all the effects were done in camera. But you're adding smoke, you know, you've got smoke machines going and it's there are different levels of smoke, so it's got to look continuous. You're putting in flashes for guns going off, and uh, it's a period movie, so when a modern car drives past in the background, you've got to paint it out. And also we were creating Okinawa in a field an hour out of Sydney, so uh, there was a little bit of... Touching up going <laughs> A little bit of touch-up in there, that's right. You were saying that you're obviously in contact with a whole lot of other people who are in the same situation as you are. How bad is it at the moment out there in the film world? Well, I was talking to my agent uh, a couple of days ago. He's been home since March. He hasn't been down to his office in five months. In L.A., it's really bad. I think London's been tough. New York, uh, people aren't working, and it's a tough time. And I, I personally, I've struggled with it. I'm used to being really busy, and uh, I've painted one wall of the house. I've cleaned the windows. I've done a lot of home repairs that needed doing, and, mm. uh, you know, that's, that's all gone now. I want to get back to work. It's hard to work up enthusiasm for something that may happen because there's always so many projects that may happen. When the critical mass is achieved and and things actually go into go mode, that's when the energy seems to happen. Are you hearing anything positive out there at the moment? I'm talking to uh, a few films, New Zealand things, that may shoot uh, towards the end of the year and the beginning of next year. And there are uh, two or three more I know that are going. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. International film editor John Gilbert. Like John, we wait with interest the progress of a movie industry counting down to an end to the worldwide lockdown. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. 
or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.